0: Biz Women Rock episode 99. Oh my gosh, we're almost to 100. Woo! Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Krimitzos, and I have the pleasure of bringing you great stories from business women all over the world so that you can learn from their journeys and use it in yours. You're gonna love my guest today. Her name is Laura Mignon, and she is a co-founder of a company called Digital Flash. If that company's name sounds familiar to you, it's because um, her co-founder, Sarah, was recently on the show. I think her episode is number 91. She's amazing and so is Laura. You're gonna love to hear from a different vantage point about how Laura's experience in corporate has lent itself to uh, the success of their company. She's got a lot of really great stories, very funny gal. The biggest focus here is really how networking can truly build your business. And she and Sarah both have just been such great examples of that. And you're gonna hear some great strategies on how to actually produce results from that. So hang on your hats. Let's go. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I am so stoked that you're here. I just had the pleasure of interviewing your business partner, Sarah, um, Uh, about a week ago, and was so fascinated by the description of your company and all the really cool, intricate things that you guys have done. But I am really interested in getting your vantage point from all of this, because it's not so often, you know, if I'm talking to business partners, I usually have both business partners on, or I'm just really talking to one of them. So I'm very, very interested to actually get your vantage point, because you guys have had very different roads on how you've come together. And now, the roles that you have in building this company. So, um, what I'd like to do is really start off with, like, what what kind of a background do you have in business that would help us understand, you know, kind of where you are currently?
1: Sure. Well, I think I guess in order to kind of understand kind of who I am now with business is to kind of start from the very beginning. In the beginning, um, it was a cold I, winter's I, day. Just kidding. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, it, well, no, it was it was a hot August sun, Sunday <laughs> when my family and I moved from. England to the US uh, I was three I have two older brothers who are about eight and nine years older than me and my parents and my mom had decided that it would be a good idea for us to kind of pack up and move to the US and so my mother being a very smart and uh, figurehead of our family uh, basically convinced my dad that yeah, we're gonna pack everything sell it and move to the US and uh, I set foot in America and I was like oh wow this is awesome because I'm three and I think it's amazing Um <laughs> And on my first night here, um, I, as a hyperactive little three-year-old, decided it would be a good idea to kind of run around the house of my grandmother that we were staying in for our first night in America. And I proceeded to slip, fall, and smash my head into a glass coffee table that my grandmother had. Ouch. Oof. Yeah. So imagine you have just landed from America, from another country, and now you have to figure out how to find a hospital to take your small screaming child uh, on your first day in America. Uh, it was quite the shock for my parents but it also was the fact that i'm kind of hard headed and then that's kind of really <laughs> important when it comes to me working in business, because i didn't really hurt myself i didn't i have a tiny scar and nothing else happened to me it was fine um but it also sort of you know it also kind of says you know but i think sometimes luck comes is very important into the, into your life and things kind of happen for a kind of crazy reason cuz any number of things would have gone wrong with me like hitting my head and like going blind or being like seriously hurt and like nothing happened. And I think because that happened on the first night that we came to the country, I've kind of always been like, I tend to be a little bit lucky. So I've got to kind of keep this going whenever I have something with my career. So, uh, fast forward a few years, my parents made me a nerd. I'm the only girl in my family. My they mom made was a nerd. you a nerd? <laughs> yeah, totally made me a nerd. Totally made me a nerd. I kid you not. My mother thought it would be a really good idea for me not to go outside and play, but to read dictionary. So I actually have read a dictionary from Aardvark to Xylophone. Um, wow. I've also read the Encyclopedia Britannica from volume 1 to volume 26. Yeah, there are 26 volumes of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, and my mom's a nurse and she really thought it'd be a good idea for me to become in part of the medical facility and I'm terrified of blood, so that was not going to happen.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's a little difficult, you know, a little difficult if you don't do blood.
1: Not really, really not good. And my dad is an engineer and so I was being the tomboy's child that I always was was fascinated by stuff my dad would do. So I'm getting, ah,
0: I'm getting the vibe of like a go getter, kind of overachiever, yeah. um, super overachiever. Got it. Yeah. So how did that ah. how did that play for you as you kind of went into the professional space?
1: Um, good and bad. I will say this. So I went to NYU full scholarship, got my MBA right afterwards, went into the business world, and suddenly remember that I was black. Um, which is not something that I thought was always gonna be an issue. But turns out there are not a lot of black women who are in high positions in advertising. Just aren't. they not it wasn't there was no mentors kind of available to me and I just I kinda of had to figure things out on my own and so that was a struggle. I always kind of came at it as always being just sort of wanting to be to kinda of get stuff done and that's what I was saying, like from the very beginning I've always just tried to do as to try and get stuff done. I'm not about trying to be difficult or start fights with people. Because I think, I think sometimes people's stereotypes of what they think you are versus what you actually are oftentimes plays into the role in business. I think, especially with women in business, you know, it's like, are you going to be emotional? Are you going to be angry? Is it going? Is it going to be too much for you? And I've never been that kind of person. I've been like, hey, this is cool. Let's just keep moving. Uh, anyone want to have a drink? Yeah. I mean, like, I've all I've always kind of been sort of the, the, the one to sort of, like, let's just kind of work it all together and make this all happen. And oftentimes, I would run into brick walls about that. Hmm. Um, and I think, you know, my career was going, and I was you know, making a really good salary, but I was just not moving up in the ranks the way that I wanted to. Like, what kind of ran into a lot of those situations whereby I, I wasn't getting to the next level like my voice wasn't being heard and it was extremely frustrating it's like it's no fun to make a lot of money and hate your job right um and you know and i because that's kind of overachiever in me was just always about getting things done for everyone and i would work myself to the point i'm getting sick like you know one point, I had ended up coming up with a condition called frozen shoulder, where I couldn't turn my head. Yet I still went to the office that same day because I knew we had a site launch, and like, that's how screwed up your psyche gets when you just like you just want to get things done, and it's just not happening for you. Um, so is and, that
0: you know it, left the job with somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, is that is that the point at which that you kind of like started looking outside and started maybe building up some stuff outside of your of your day job?
1: I think it was the the beginnings of that, and I started kind of looking at the universe that I was kind of in, in terms of agencies, and said, well, maybe I should try and go work for a startup. And, you know, I think this is something that's kind of really important uh, for your listeners just in terms of business, is that, like, um, be nice to everybody, (laughs) because you never know who will will be the person who kind of gives you the pat on the back or shoots you an email that introduces you to someone that can help change your course of your career. I, I had a friend at the same job where the guy got right to over me um, who had given me her list of recruiters that her ex-boyfriend had given her. And she said, hey, like, I don't want to work for this industry anymore, but I know you do. Like, see if you can find someone on this list who can find me in your next job. And I found this recruiter. I, you know, reached out to her and I said, you know, I think I want to work for a startup. And she's like, well, I have this sort of weird job. It's in New Jersey. I know you live in Queens. But I think you should. I think you should go for it because at the very least, it'll give you the title that you want, and um, it'll give you an opportunity to have a, a, a have a really awesome experience with a startup. And so, even though it's going to be a crazy commute, you know, I decided to make that jump, and I think that's really important about like you know when opportunities kind of come to you, if they're even if they're not the perfectly aligned the one that you think you absolutely need to have in order to get you to that next logical step, you should still go for it because you never know where that's going to take you. Um, So I took this job at the start of out in New Jersey. I learned a lot of things about how not to run a business, which came in very handy now that I have my own business. Like The things that they did, I would never do. I was faced with similar circumstances that they had with how they dealt with their employees. Um, when those folks, the roads have come up when we've had digital flash, I've always gone taking the high road, and I think that's, you know, so it was an experience I definitely needed. And did um, basically what happened to that job was they decided uh, after a year that they would cut everybody's salary, and that would mean that everyone became a salesperson. I was not a salesperson. I'm just, your know, go-getter, project manager, account services person. But I had to turn myself into a salesperson. And so I was not the type of person who was going to pick up the phone and cold call because that's just not who I am. And, you know, I was like, no. So I had to figure out how to go and find clients. And I said, well, I can network or starve. So I think I'll go networking. Um, So I went to every event I could get my hands on and just met people and said, hey, like, I work at this company, you know, it's really interesting what we're doing right now in the digital space. I'd like to tell you about it. Didn't sell anyone, just said, I won't have a coffee with you. And like, just let you know what we're up to. I could come in and kind of talk to you guys free of charge and just kind of answer your questions. I'm sure you like, kind of figure out how the whole digital world is. I'm sure you want someone to actually explain it to you in layman's terms. I could explain it to you in layman's terms. Um, and that ended up me... One morning in, I want to say, I think June or July of 2009 at this women's professional organization's breakfast meeting. Now, mind you, I am not a morning person. I am more than happy to have a party at 10 o'clock at night, get me any, getting me anywhere at eight o'clock in the morning, you better be a really good friend of mine, or I must be I must be really desperate to get stuff done. So I was really desperate to get stuff done back then. So I go to this breakfast, and um, they're talking about things in digital, and they're sort of missing the boat on what I think they should be talking about. So I sort of say, hey, look, I work in this industry. I think you're doing X, Y, Z. There's this other loudmouth chick in the room who's also saying this, and I'm like, yeah, she's right. And they, pretty much at the end of that meeting, they're like, okay, you two loudmouth, you can plan the event. And so I said, hi, loudmouth. And she said, hi, loudmouth. And then that person ended up being Sarah, my um, business partner. And you're like, hi, and you playing an event before? No. Can't be that hard, right? No, we can't. <laughs> um, and basically, like, really, I mean, like, we're two adults, so I'm sure we can figure this stuff out. It can't be this freaking hard. Um, and we set about planning this event with this organization and, you know, didn't really know each other. Um, planned the event and kind of liked w- what we both were kind of saying about the industry and kind of said, "Hey, wouldn't it be kind of fun if we like kind of started something?" So you know, uh, cut to a few months later, we're in a Starbucks like this is and this is how the movie will start. We're in a Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> scene, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just kind of decide like open up our iPhones and look at a calendar and like pick a date for the first event. And then let's just go for it. And it, it's funny because I think um, my experiences all along the way, even though like it's now like it, I probably, if you met some of my previous bosses, they probably say, well, I just suck with that job because I just didn't have what they were looking for. Um, but I think at the right time, at the right place, Um, And that sort of luck thing that has kind of been part endemic part of my life, I've bumped into the person who sort of kind of got what I was saying, sort of spoke my language, and could really help us go off and do something really unique and different. Um, So this would probably be a good time to
0: actually explain exactly what Digital Flash is, what Sarah and you are providing
1: Yeah, so basically, we're a digital experience agency. And what that means is we help uh, brands and startups tell their stories online and off um, through campaigns, through platforms. So you might need a social media campaign. We will dream up what that needs to be, we will execute it for you, we will measure it for you. And then we'll say, hey, you know how great this campaign is? It would be even bigger if we can amplify it with an offline experience. So, an offline experience could be anything from a dinner with some top influencers to a pop-up store but the unique thing about us is that we don't just say like wouldn't it be great to have that we build it and we make sure that it's got digital shareable moments that are coming out of it so the design of the space will be something that you're going to want to Instagram the food will be really cool you're going to want to tweet and show your friends and check in that you were at this location and all that content goes back online that tells a story again 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 for a brand or for a startup because look at this cool stuff that's happening from this brand. They're involved with it. It's interesting. And so that's what we help craft for our clients. And, you know, along the way, we've had an opportunity to work with a variety of different clients, um, from your new startups to big Fortune 500 brands. Um, and for us, what we, the way that we operate is pretty simple is that we can even be a retainer, we can be a project. Um, we just kind of come in and try and be your best possible partner. We don't look at at any engagement that we have of a client as we're a vendor and we're just sort of here to hope to get some money and then be on a merry way. But it's much more about collaborating with our clients and helping them craft a really amazing story and then taking that as far as we need to take it because whatever they're doing, whether it be a launch, whether it be for a particular kind of conference that they want to be a part of, to a, a product that they now want to kind of share with the world, we essentially become their partner. And we've had a lot of uh, fun and ups and downs while um, building out that model. Um, It's a little bit different than your typical agency model in the fact that, um, you know, we're a small team um, and everyone works extremely hard. We're, you know, we're a staff of seven. And what we've been able to accomplish, um, you know, has been fun to see and I think, for as much as the fun has been really good, I think the struggles and the challenges have, have helped us become really good business people because it's not until you've gotten knocked down a lot and a lot of people have told you no and everything looks like it, the sky's going to fall and you know you figure out a way, you just find a way, you pull every resource, you make every phone call, you ask every friend, um, you, don't, you don't say you don't want help. Um, has has gotten us to where we are today. Well, give me an
0: example of one of those because, I mean, there's just... When you talk about a new business, you guys are five years old and there's a lot of ups and downs that happen, you know, especially in the whole startup phase. So what's one of those moments that you guys have had that has just been a really, really tough one and and what
1: have you done to get through it? So, I mean, I think, you know, we're just sort of ending one right now where we had kind of our summer of growing pains where... (laughs) It's like, you know, we had a huge success at the beginning part of the year. We had a huge campaign for a client. It was all glossy, wonderful. And then we started having that sort of plateau where it's like, great, okay, what's kind of the next thing? And, we, you know, we were involved in a lot of pitches and, you know, kind of waiting, waiting, waiting for all that stuff. And we're like, why are, why are we not getting that back? Why are folks still, like, what's the deal? Like, what's happening here? And, we you know, we sort of took a step back and said, well maybe maybe we're not seeing something here. So the first thing that we kinda of did was, okay, let's kinda of talk to our friends in the industry who we kind of know and trust and say, What are you guys seeing at the industry? Is it us? Or is, is are things changing? Are we just in are we not thinking the correct way that we should be with regard to this stuff that we're doing? And kinda of, and get some honest feedback. Um, and then I think the next step uh, for us was to then go out and ask for some help and say like, hey, listen, should we sort of kind of reorient how we're saying the story? So it would it be better if we said X, Y, Z. Your your friend who works for brands, when when big agencies come into your knock on your door, how are they presenting themselves? Are we are we sort of missing something? Is there something or a deck list that's not helping with this? And you know, ha- having those tough questions and then getting those tough answers and not internalizing it as oh we're we're totally not doing this right, but oh, okay. We have to sort of rejigger, think about it a little bit more strategically, maybe go after people in a different market, maybe a different state, maybe a completely different industry that hasn't been touched by this this type of marketing before, and talk to those folks so what um, so what did
0: you guys end up learning after all that after you know asking for feedback, asking what the industry status is like? like what did you end up learning that was true for you?
1: I think what's true for us is that we needed to kind of hone in on what our story was because a lot of folks know us from doing the events. I mean, we've been doing the events since the beginning of the company by networking and getting these folks to come and meet, and people didn't really see us as an agency because when they see us together, they sort of automatically think, oh, Laura and Sarah, they're the event girls. And so part of that has been been more to sort of – really talk much more about the agency and say the events are a great part of the business but it's not the only thing that we do and and making a deck that speaks very honestly to that. And that was also going to an outside person who's a distance burdened and help us write that deck because we were hitting that wall where we were kind of saying the same thing over and over again and having someone who's outside, you know, a friend of ours who knows us but also could sort of be the kind of good sounding board to say, well, actually, if you guys said this, this sounds a lot more authentic than what you guys think is actually said, and right. and so for us it was really important to get that really honest and brutal feed- feedback and then learn from it and the, and now we are we're uh, we're definitely taking it to the next level.
0: I just find that really interesting because the services that you guys provide are. How can I say? Like, it's not a product. It's not a. It's not a widget. So it's you have to create a story to it for people to really see the value there. Because when you're talking about digital, when you're talking about social media, when you're talking about marrying an online and an offline marketing campaign and impression campaign and a way for people to truly build audience and build brand, I mean that's not an easy statement. You really. Right. I mean, you really have to do some work to get to get that pitch right so that, that companies truly see the value there. So I guess my question to you is how how are you getting introduced or introducing yourselves in the first place to potential clients, and how are you making sure that they see the value in what you're doing?
1: Uh, the old-fashioned stocking. Um. Basically, did you us- say stalking? Okay, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this yes. is how, this is how this works for us, and you know, we actually j- haven't done this a lot because you know, we first started the company. Sarah and I was out every night, five nights a week, to events all around the city and just meet people. We must have met like five thousand people and got on like thousand cups of coffee and wine and French fries with people. And we would just say, hey, this is what we're up to. We have these events. You should come. What are you up to? And we built our network. And that was kind of how we had our original pipeline, and just by having all these people that we'd met, having them on our panels, and having these relationships that we built early on. And, you know, that has been a very consistent pipeline for us. And along the way, we grew a company. You know, Sarah had a baby. Um, and what ended up happening was we – didn't do that anymore. We were in the office. We had a staff to support and, you know, uh, employees to teach and learn and mentor. And we sort of stepped away from always being out and always being a part of that. And so what, when I say talking, I'm half-choking but kind of serious where, you know, we would look online and see where people who we wanted to meet we're actually speaking, we're checking in on Foursquare and say, okay, cool, they're speaking in this cool place, we're gonna go to that place, and we're gonna make the effort to go and meet those people. Um, we would go to all these events and you know do the loop, You know, grab a glass of wine, even if you don't drink, stand by the bar, start talking to someone, go do, walk around, buy the cheese platter, <laughs> talk to someone like like but it you know what I, I it's funny because i I make a joke about that, but like I'm surprised when I tell people like the young folks who work for us like this is how you network, they don't believe me, I'm like, no, here's how you network, you go with a friend, and this is what you do you you guys go in, you grab a drink, you talk to people, and you invite them out for coffee, yeah, nine times out of ten, it'll work, I think especially as women. You know, It can kind of be very intimidating when you're uh, walking into events and oftentimes you're the only woman. And what I say is, I'm usually the only black woman. So imagine how I would feel. Um, and my response has always been, well, cool. If I'm the only one here, that means I'm the only one smart to figure out this event was happening and come to it. So I should use it to my advantage. So I'm going to me meet as many people as I possibly can here, get out as many business cards as I can, and talk to folks. Um, but we got away from that because we were building a business. Yeah. And so one of the things we've now kind of committed to doing, going to do is kind of going back to that. So going out to much more conferences again and you know, speaking more and uh, looking online where our folks are, our clients we really want to go after, where they're speaking and making the investment to go to those events and then meeting those people and then having a coffee, having a glass of wine with those folks. Um, I think that you know the networks and the relationships that you build are how you get your clients, but cold calling doesn't work. Um, well, especially it- when you just service brands like us.
0: It's really interesting because you always hear that you're supposed to make your list of a hundred. You know, like who are your ideal hundred clients that would be amazing for you to work with, and um, and if you're if you're not making the effort to be proactive and to search out who those people are, then you're just kind of taking what's there. And it's you have done, done something very very smart, which is you've built this community and you've built an audience who knows you, and so you do have kind of this natural pipeline. And there is a system on how you really optimize that, but. On top of that, really going for some of those larger clients, let's say, or some of those wish list type of clients, um, you really do have to be cognizant of that. I mean, you have to be very proactive about that and know that that's somebody that would be a great client for you. Have you ever, have you ever had like a, you know, as sort of this marketing brain, have you ever done something pretty unique to get yourselves visible to a, a potential client like somebody that you really would love to work with?
1: We've talked our way into a couple of things by accident. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I, will say, I will say this, that oftentimes if you happen to go to an event late, the people who are at check-in tend to no longer care if it's been an hour. So if you kind of sort of walked up and just said, oh, I'm on the list, here's my business card, about eight to ten times, eight out of ten times, that'll probably get you in the door.
0: This is hypothetical, of course. You know, just to, oh, just just oh. A, just an idea. I'm just I just heard somewhere that somebody's done that.
1: <laughs> hypothetically speaking, totally hypothetically speaking, or if your business partner is pregnant and you say, "Hey, I don't remember how I'm not on the list, but I have mommy brain because I'm expecting a child." They're not going to turn a pregnant lady away. That's just funny. Saying. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, I, well, when the stalking is true, I mean, like, we've seen people on Facebook check out this place. Like, oh, we're going to go there. And, like, we book it over there. And we get there. are like, hi. And they're like, who are you? I'm like, what's your flash? What's digital flash? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, you guys sound interesting. Want to have a drink? Sure, done.
0: Very I,
1: nice. It, it's it's not that I think it's also that you cannot be afraid of this. Like that that's network or starve acumen is legit. It's like, would you ever starve? No. Okay, then networking, it isn't that bad. Starving's way worse, right? So um it's not the end of the world to go out and just meet some folks and you know, and embrace your fabulousness and you can actually do this.
0: Laura, throughout, you know, your corporate career as well as your entrepreneurial career. What do you think are some of the major ways that you have evolved as a businesswoman?
1: I I would say that I'm totally um, way more flexible than I ever thought I was Um, because when you own your own business, you literally have to be prepared for a hurricane to hit you every single day. And I think when I was in the corporate world, I was never prepared for that. Like, I was just kind of always just go, 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 overachieve, overachieve, and just kind of make things happen. But I was never, like, I was never this sort of nimble. And I think that comes with becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I do think having the corporate background of, like, having a lot of things, have bad things happen to you and having bosses that make you cry sort of helps build up your, your outer shell so that you can withstand the things that are going to hit you when you have, when you have, when you have your own business. I think I'm, I think I'm more resourceful than I ever thought I could be. Um, And I think that's, that is probably the most important thing when you have your own business is that like, there's never a no, they're just not, not yet. Um, and you can fig- and just keep figuring out, keep looking online, keep calling in favors, keep reaching out to people who you used to work with because you never know where your next resolution to the crazy situation that you're currently having is going to come from. And um, I think also, you know, I'm generally surprised um, by the goodness of people. And I think you know, again, having worked in the corporate world, you sort of have this belief that like everyone's out to get you, and you're not, and they're all kind of out to out for themselves. Um, but I've been so genuinely surprised um, by less, like the niceties that people have been have been have been able to give to us along the way of the company. And I think it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning, where it's like just be nice to everybody, like because you know we've had some amazing people come into our our orbit because I gave them coffee at our old, old job seven years ago. And they're like, you always gave me coffee. And I'm like, oh, no, that was the right thing to do. You look thirsty. I gave you coffee. And I always remember how nice you were about that. And I'm like, really? Wow. Um, So I really think that, you know, being resourceful, being unbelievably resilient, and then just keeping that hustle going. Like your hustle, it has to be, relentless in order to be a successful entrepreneur. Like you cannot let things drive you crazy. Yes, you can go cry in a corner and then go back and get to work. Um because it's it's never ending. Even when you think you're finally in a good place and oh we've got money in the bank and things are going well, you hit another wall like, oh crap, I've sued a client. Oh great. And all the things that come with that or uh, you know, the thing you pitched that you thought was going to change the world is now not going to happen for six months. You're like, well, how do I plan for that? You don't. You just kind of figure it out along the way. And like, you have to have a certain amount I'm crazy,
0: (laughs) 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 and so many people have said that. That it's so true. Well, Laura, I really want to thank you so much for being here. Um, It was just a lot of fun having this conversation with you, and just thank you so much for sharing how you know what your journey's been like. It's been really wonderful. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's
1: been lots of fun chatting.
0: in case it didn't really come through, Laura was so energetic and very, very funny. So hope you truly enjoyed that and got some real things that you can take from there and really use in your business. I hope you have an amazing day today and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. And by the way, there's going to be a little outtake after here. Okay. So listen in. Um, what is the, dating, what is the dating scene really like up in New York city?
1: Hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that really quickly? Did I say yeah, that like sorry, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Officially yeah. on record. <laughs> yeah. Hell on earth.